Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Everybody and welcome to another wonderful day on your morning cup of sports right here on RadioAFS.com with your boy Farmer and B Evans. What's going on, Farmer? Nah, not doing too much, man. Uh, good morning, sir. Good morning to you. I know I'm a little. Uh, I worked hard last night, man, so I'm kind of a little quieter today. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> it's too late for this shit, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is way too late for this shit today. <laughs> but uh, I hear you, man. It's way too early for it, but you know, we uh we made a promise to our fans and here we are. Yes, we did. And you know, all Monday through Friday, all three of them. Yes. Well, I I think we might have reached four. I think we might have finally reached four. Okay. All right. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Well, now it's only going to be three because we got Trucker JJ on on hold somewhere, so only three people is going to listen to us now. We do have Trucker JJ on hold. Uh, before we bring Trucker JJ on the line, I'd like to state – that I I seen this article yesterday and I didn't get a chance to bring it up but uh a I'm I'm trying to get I think he's ten yep ten year old little boy broke Michael Phelps's record. 
from when when Michael wow. Phelps was 23 years old. He set a record. Um, let's see. Let's see. He uh, broke Phelps' 23-year-old meet record for ages 10 and under in the 100-meter butterfly. Uh, did this on Sunday. He clocked at 1 minute 9 seconds, taking 1.1 seconds off of Phelps' oldest marks and won seven races overall at the meet. Michael Phelps' record got beat, 25-year-old, a 25-year record got beat by a 10-year-old kid just Sunday. Wow. I think that's awesome. Uh, yeah, man, that is uh, that is Phelps definitely that, something. Set that mark. Oh, yeah. I mean, 25 years on a record, that's awesome. I mean, uh, Michael Phelps had set that in 1995 and also held the 10 and under national age group record in the 100-meter fly for more than 15 years. And, uh, let's see, that one was broken in 2012. The 10 and under national age group record for the 100-meter fly is now at 1 minute 5 seconds. Uh, and that was lowered by Andrew Rogers in 2015. So, yes, we've got another record of Michael Phelps's that had been broken. Um, you know, um, I don't think he'd be setting any records had he actually really, for real, like, swam with a great white. Because, you know, he's going to race the whole shark thing. Right. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. I think he got no. scared. But anyways, man. We got Trucker JJ on hold, and you know he's probably got something to say about yesterday, talking about some Pittsburgh Steelers, which, you know, we, it was an off day for sports. So when you got an off day for sports, who do you talk about? The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Why? Because hmm. those are your off teams that you talk about. Very, very much You know he's probably cussing so. me right now, too. He's probably cussing me right now, but nobody can hear him. So uh, right. let's, let's make him uh, – Let's make him loud for the world to hear. What do you say? Let's do it. <laughs> Good morning, Jeffy. Well, he, see, here's the thing. When you have a show and you can't find anything good to talk about, you have to get your you have to pull out your ace in the hole, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's not mm. forget that part. I notice you don't talk about the Niners much and which is a good thing. And to the listenership of Morning Cup of Sports, I think you all are owed an apology because sometimes when you try to hit the link for Morning Cup of Sports, you get to this god-awful channel called Niners Report. Like, who really cares? I mean, they're more <laughs> irrelevant than, you know, Hillary Clinton, which, by well, the way, I'm still well, sharing the uh, birthday song I, that somebody conned me into singing her last year. Nice. <laughs> See, uh, JJ, her with... here, here's the <laughs> thing, brother. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Right, but 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 here's the thing. Who's been more on the news, on that TV, you know, a TV show, um... Let's see here on ESPN, which I don't follow. Um, There's a reason NFL Net, you know, <laughs> NFL Network. Everyone is talking about the 49ers. 
they're not really talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, they're talking about Levon Bell and and his contract negotiations and will he come Booty. in and, in good shape or or not. So, you know, really the only thing to talk to talk about there sure. is uh is uh, the uh Levon Bell and that's about it. You know, Pittsburgh Steelers is kind of a, a quiet camp as of late. That's usually a good thing that you don't have a whole lot of, you know, camp news. But for the diehard Steeler fans that are out there, I know I'm not the only one. But, you know, we yeah, had a couple early uh, – I don't think so. See, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the only team with 32 home field stadiums. And it's not to mention that. Well, maybe 31 and a half, but it worked out real well in Philadelphia a couple of years ago. But, hey, uh, <laughs> Trucker. Which, hey, Trucker. It's football. Uh-huh. You guys you guys don't Three get – you guys don't have 32. Guys, we got football tonight. We do. We do. Yes, we do. We got football. Man, even though – even Is it just me or does the wait seem to one. take longer? I'm sorry? Is it just me or does it seem like every year it just seems to take longer to get to the year, to football? Um, yeah, it does. I totally agree. It's sort of like when you've got something you're looking forward to, you never notice how long it takes you to get to Friday, except this is on a more annual basis. Now, oh, all right, so yeah. since we've got, because, you know, and you guys know I, I've got to, I'll be in and out of the show today. i gotta got to bounce back and forth here, but, because um, i got some stuff I have to take care of. But do we have any predictions for tonight's game? Because we've got the Bears and the Ravens today at Baltimore. Yes, we do. JJ, go ahead. Well, I'll say Baltimore should take that. However, they it's the first preseason game. Everybody from Fort by and large is still going to be somewhat out of shape, I guess, because uh, starting a heavy, high-intensity workout program a month before training camp and getting things stretched out is just completely out of the question. So, you know, you're not going to see a whole lot, but I like to see the I like think that the Ravens will probably find a way to squeak it out, unless their fans start booing them again. <laughs> Wait a minute here. Hold, hold the phone. Did actually a Steeler fan root for the Ravens to win? No, uh, I think they yes, will. Yes, he did. And actually, and to a point, because the Ravens have been underachieving for so long, for the last four or five years. I want to see Baltimore at Pittsburgh and the first or second round of the playoffs, because that is just when your best games happen. And well, here's here's off. a good so question for you. Great. Oh, all right. Well, Farmer, I want your prediction. Then I got a question for JJ here. All right, I, I'm still in awe that a Steeler fan wants Baltimore to win. I'm just, I'm still, I'm still a little rattled by that right now. But well, uh, what's going to be even better? The Bears. Me the Browns are going to win. I know. Well, we need a serious contender. You know what I mean? You have to have big-time games, okay? That's when your big-time players step up. 
And if the Ravens are going to continue to underachieve, well, that just kind of takes away the mystique of the Ravens-Stiller game. You see where I'm going with this? Okay, I do. Too bad the Browns are going to sweep you, but, hey, that's okay. Anyway, I I have the Bears winning by the first game. I'm going to say the Bears are going to win by 10. I wouldn't surprise me much. But preseason, and we'll see how the second and third team lower-tier players play. Because they're fighting for the, for the job, but you'll see your starters probably more, I don't know, than how they set theirs up. Well, well, JJ, I, I think that that, that they're going to put uh, Trubinsky in because he is only a second-year uh, quarterback, um, just to keep him, you know, getting his snaps and and, and that type of thing. I, I think we'll see uh, Trubinsky probably for maybe the first quarter. Sounds reasonable. All right, B. What's yours, brother? Well, man, I <clears throat> excuse me. I'm gonna have to take the Bears. Um, you know, I've I'm a big Chicago fan with a lot of sports, um, but uh, I gotta stick with the NFC on this one. Not to mention, you know, the the Bears haven't. Oh, I think it's the Bears are gonna step up on this one. I mean, it is preseason. We'll get to see what they did in the off season trade wise. You know who they picked up draft. See their draft players, and uh, I don't know. I think they got a better shot of pulling this one out than the Ravens do, which leads me to my next question. JJ said that the games, you know, you got to have a contender. It's got that's when the games matter. So, JJ, who are you picking in one week from now, next Thursday, when Pittsburgh plays the Eagles to win that game? <laughs> Well, I was really, as a Steelers fan, I'm going to say, yeah, the Steelers are going to win that. However, I have noticed that by and large, and particularly in the preseason in that matchup, that the Eagles pretty much win most of those. So, with that being said, I'll still take the Steelers by by three because I'm thinking they're going to be testing out their uh, some of their undrafted receivers they got, and they're going to try to stretch it out. They're going to see what they could got with some uh, other running backs that they currently have in camp. They realistically probably won't be around long, and this will probably be their time to shine because if they can have a good game against the against the Eagles, maybe they get to hang out another week. You know what I mean? Hey, B. Preseason with the Eagles, we get to see the uh, Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl champ playing in preseason week two. That right there is just crazy to me to even say that, JJ. Oh, I know. It's wild, man. I'm excited. Yes, I am in the mobile, though. If you get too much background noise from me, let me know. But, uh, but uh, yeah, JJ, how, how how do you think that your team is going to do, you know, against a Super Bowl MVP quarterback that's going to be 
playing in preseason week two. It to me, it's crazy. Well, yeah, we're gonna see where our defense is in the early going because our secondary and the secondary system were screwed up, not always on the same page, this, that, and the other last year, which is why they didn't go any further than they did. Right. And because the defense, which has been the staple stronghold of the Pittsburgh Steelers since the early 70s, last few years has tapered off. It's like, and a couple of reports that in a couple of interviews that they various Steeler defenders have stated that one play would come in and then another play would come in and so you had didn't have everybody on the same page. So that right. is another argument about the coaching staffs calling the plays. I mean, you need to designate one guy or two guys out there to receive the the play and then they have them the opportunity to say, okay, yeah, that's not going to work. And then go ahead and audible it and let the players play. But You know, J.J., I'm not a fan of uh, coaches calling in plays. Um, I I think you you pay the quarterback so much money, and he's out there. He knows what his guys are feeling. He can see what the defense is doing. You know, you're you're on the sidelines, or you're up in the box, or or wherever. Um, just uh, let these quarterbacks call the plays, you know, and and let them roll with it. Personally, that's why they have speakers, you know, you know, microphones and speakers, you know, in, in their helmets. Right now, I do definitely agree with what Bill Walsh was doing with the Niners back in the day. They would strip the first series of plays, or at least four or five plays, and start there. Excuse me. And what they would do, that would kind of let them feel out the defense and how things are going to go. So, that made sense, but after that, whoever the quarterback was was pretty much calling the plays, either uh, Montana or Montana Jr. wannabe. Steve, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. But I don't mean to take anything away from Steve Young, but when you're learning from one of the best ever, you and if you're paying attention, you should be good. However, you've seen great quarterbacks on various teams, and their understudy just never done much. So either they did their understudy didn't have the tools and the talent, or the understudy just wasn't paying attention. Or the uh, or or. The, the better quarterback um, didn't, you know, the, the, the quarterback position is kind of like a prima donna, personally, in in, in my eyes. Um, you would think that, that, that they would want their uh, understudy to do good and, and everything else like that. But to a point, J.J., they kind of want to keep them, um, I'm going to use a, a Colin Kaepernick word, uh, oppressed. Um, you know, they, they, they want to keep that, that, that second – uh, quarterback oppressed because, well, they could possibly lose their uh, starting job. Well, look what happened with our current quarterback now, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, back up to Tom Brady, never really got to play. I bet half the team didn't even know the guy could play football. 
And then right. out of nowhere, he comes to us, and he definitely showed us some stuff, you know, for the few games that he did play. So, you know, a lot of these guys, they either do keep them, and you're right, they do keep them, you know, quiet. They keep them, you know, isolated to what they're what they're able what they're able to do. And then out of nowhere, it's like, wow, where'd this guy come from? You know. Agree completely. It's like there are a lot of second-string quarterbacks that if they had a good opportunity, they would they would shine. You saw that in Kansas City, you know, and then you saw that when uh, the one guy that you all had went to Kansas City because he came on, he was making good plays, and Kaepernick went out injured, goes to KC, pretty much lights things up, and he goes down with an injury, and the one guy came in, he kind of lit things up. But then you have, by and large, what happens, though, in the NFL is they'll have their second string that they either have a little faith in or something. Because I refer to you to Tom Landry, that based on what I'm seeing out of average NFL quarterback. Now, I mean, I wish him well, but uh, there was a reason the Steelers drafted a quarterback with a number three pick this year, and I think a number four or five pick last year. So they don't have the face of him carrying on after Ben Roethlisberger does retire, whenever that's going to be. Next year, this last year, there there is talk of this year being his last year. Yeah, there's always talk of it, particularly for as long as he's played. So that that makes sense. And at this position, if you don't get injured, you can hang out for a while. I refer to you to Ken Stabler and uh, Brett Favre Favre is the next one I was thinking on. But the thing is, if you have a good offensive line, which Pittsburgh does, now a few years ago when our offensive line was crap and Rosenberg was getting injured all the time, you know, that took some toll, but what he had done during that, the latter part of that was he spent his off season with a nutritionist and a personal trainer, and he came back, and you could definitely tell there was a difference in his strength level because the a lot of the receivers at that time were apparently hanging on to the balls because he had some fire under it. <laughs> you know, that'll happen when you start working out. Your strength, your strength immediately increases a bit. And then, bam. Hey, uh, JJ, what's the uh, backup plan for Pittsburgh when uh, Roethlisberger uh, goes away? Well, right now they're uh, kind of banking on Landry. Now, uh, they just signed Landry to some pretty good money for, uh, I want to say a two-year deal, but it might have been longer than that. And they typically like to sign three years. But the guy we got out of Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, those two, you know, they signed me for a reason. And there, there was a little controversy, I guess, uh, shortly after the draft. Roethlisberger went on a, uh, a radio show, much like this one, but not near as good. And <laughs> he was kind of you know, questioning the pick, but... 
and I can understand his position on why you would question that pick. But, you know, it's one of those things we have all seen Landry play in clutch position. And, uh, yeah, average NFL quarterback is all I see him ever becoming unless something really crazy happens. Now, on the other side of that is when an injured quarterback goes out, the second string comes in, you know they're going to run the ball. So that doesn't exactly put that coming off the bench quarterback in a great position at the early first few plays. That's just for the first few plays. After that, it's up to that quarterback. I refer to you to the MVP of the Super Bowl in Philadelphia. <laughs> right, but, which is really true. So who do you see, J.J., in the um, AFC besides the – Steelers, because you're a Steeler fan, and this is kind of a loaded question, but hopefully you'll answer it unbiased. Um, actually, finally taking down a, a Goliath, such as the uh, New England Patriots. Well, if the Raiders can keep their shit together, because they have a good solid team, and there, of course, we all heard the various rumors coming out of there that they were having problems with their quarterback. And so they let him get injured. So if they can get on, get it together, remember a couple of years ago, they were lighting things up until he got injured. And they were pretty much expected to win and probably would have won the Super Bowl that year until he got in. So you have the Raiders. You have the Jaguars. You know, the Jaguars are pretty much one of your better up-and-coming teams right now. And they showed that last year. When we played them early part of the season, I just figured we, uh, you know, took them too lightly because it seemed like we just beat Baltimore. And I, of course, beat your division rival. I put you on a little bit of a high, and you don't view your next opponent with the, you know, and you've got to overlook them. Then you get your ass kicked like the Steelers did. And then, of course, Jacksonville also showed the Steelers in Pittsburgh again in the playoffs that why they kicked their ass early part of the season. <laughs> you know, they got a strong defense. So you're saying the degenerate Raiders or the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to take take down Goliath? This is actually interesting. I'm, I'm back. How about that? This is actually really interesting. So, okay. So, the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Oakland Raiders are going to take down. Wow. Wow. You know, I haven't done drugs in, in a long, long time, but whatever you're on. I want some of. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking it uh, would be. JJ is on some next level <laughs> stuff. He really is. I'm uh. He he's quiet. Where you at, JJ? I wonder if we lost him. I'm thinking we might have lost JJ. 
Well, after that statement, I'd be lost too. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, wow, man, that's that's interesting. That's like some next level. Oh, hold hold on, just a second. On the rub. I'm trying to collect my train of thought here. Try to figure out what the hell it was that he just said. But, uh, <laughs> I I will reiterate what he said. If Oakland can keep their head out of their ass pretty much and the Jacksonville Jaguars stay how they were last year but a little bit better, one of those two teams will take down the New England Patriots. There, I just said it a little bit better for you. Yeah, sorry, sorry man. I'm, uh, you know, I'm actually – couple things at once right now so you know I am a little distracted but uh thank you for you know putting that back out there for me I don't know man I I really don't know I don't Jacksonville Jacksonville like really came up out of nowhere last year you know they they did something impressive last year and uh so yeah I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where they go this year but as far as Oakland I I don't know I mean, now they. The sad part about Oakland is they pick up. They've got a lot of talent on their team, but the other. But the 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 good thing is they got a lot of talent. The bad part is is their talent is more worried about getting into trouble than they are doing the right thing and playing the game. Right. You know, like prime bad. example: Alden Smith. Alden Smith is the number one prime example. I'd love to give out there because. You know, coming from San Francisco, this guy is just this guy just bleeds talent. I mean, it just it seeps yeah, out of him. He's just gifted. He's gifted, and he just he's letting his career go to waste by constantly getting in trouble. I mean, last last yeah. what was it? The last thing that he did when uh, he was with San Francisco right before we released him wasn't it a hit and run? Yes. You know, I mean. I'm sorry. I know you're rich. I know you got a lot of money. I know you want to party and have fun, but there's a limitation. You know, you, he, these guys don't have that mindset of, oh wow, I'm someone's hero. You know, I've got kids looking at, you know, looking at me. I need to set an example. You know, have some fun. Great. I mean, we're all about having fun, farmer. I know you go out and have fun, but when it comes down to it, I do. people are watching. If you got people like, and I know you do, because well, I know you got kids. If your kids yeah, are there, see you getting into trouble, what example does that set for your kids, you know? Now, I know that, you know, I know I'm not Alden Smith's child. And I know my, you know, if, if my kid was a Steelers fan or, a, well, my kid's a Steelers fan, but I know that if my kid was a Niner fan and he's seen uh, Alden Smith out and about and, you know, everything, doing what he's doing, that's not setting a good example for my child. Right. So, not to mention, you know, and, and, I mean, he seriously could have hurt right. somebody. He could have, but here's the thing, though, B, and and this is what 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 we've done. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of take this here to a, a different level. Um, you know, we've made these football players heroes. We've made these fo- football players higher high up on pedestals. We we yes. truly need to show our kids what a true hero is, and it's not a person that that, that throws a football 
or shoots a basketball or 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 shoots at a, a hockey puck or 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 hits a baseball your true heroes in the world are your uh, first responders your uh, firefighters your police officers and uh and and should be your parents those right there should be your heroes not some stupid football player or uh, something like that so i think as right. uh, uh, as people i think we failed our kids based on on who we are giving our uh, role models in in, in in heroes too, in, in my eyes. Right. Well, and you know that's the that's the thing. Like I can honestly say I'm proud of with my kids. You know, <clears throat> being in the military and everything, my kids are a whole different perspective. Right. And, uh, well, so, and, you know, my, you my know, kids I, first. B, I, 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 I did so. forget one other one though. I I, I did for, forget uh, another group of heroes, and that that is our. Uh, men and women, you know, that uh, protect our country every day. There you go. Right. And, and that's the thing, you know, that's the thing I'm glad with. I'm so proud of my kids because I didn't have, being in, being in the military, being deployed, you know, they were a very young age when I left. So by the time I come back and everything, they were older, you know, they were starting to get older and starting to understand things. And all they thought was, wow, dad's in the Army, you know. So that was their first line of their first vision of a hero was a man in uniform, woman in uniform. And right. then it went into anybody in too. uniform, really. You know? yeah. yeah. Right. And it just, you're right, though. I mean, a lot of people did lose sight of what's important. You know, it's, it's all about who's the most. Like, I've seen on the news, um, Beyonce is getting full power for one one ep- one issue of Vogue magazine, she gets final say in the cover, the inserts, the captions, everything. And people are losing their minds. Like people are losing their minds over it. And I'm like, why does this matter so much? Like, why does it really matter who right. gets the final say over a magazine that you're probably not going to read but one time if you do? Right. Well, unless it's in the bathroom when I leave my phone somewhere, I may look at it a couple times. Right. But, and that's the thing. I mean, these people aren't going to, you know, but the people that protect you in uniform, now those actions last a lifetime. So I agree 100% with you there, B. You know, I mean... Anybody in uniform, unless it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, of course, you know, they're they're heroes. Yeah. You but, know, by I, the way, JJ, I, I wanted to yeah. throw out there, I, I did catch your, I did catch your little, uh, you kind of slid that in there real fast, like, and I like that. I started laughing. You mentioned that, you said, I uh, can't remember who it was. I think you said Tom Landry, but somebody was on a sports show and you said, not not quite as good as this one. I like that. Thank you very much. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I I don't know where JJ is. He's all over the place. Um, He's not even in the studio. He's jumping up and, yeah, I I think he uh, wanted to hang himself with a terrible towel. Um, You know, I'm going to go here to the 49ers camp because that's kind of our squad there, B. Uh, you know, everyone's kind of dogging on Richard Sherman saying, you know, uh, 
you know, this fool's going to get cut because he can't keep up with the wide receivers. He, he can't do this. He can't do that. Um, and, and and this will probably be one of the first times that you'll ever hear me defend Dick Sherman because, you know, granted, he, he, he is a Niner. Um, you know, I, there's still some bad blood, you know, between myself and him. And more more so, he doesn't know me, so he could care less about what I think of him. But uh, Richard right. and I, I, I'm a host of a of a radio show called The Morning Cup of, Morning Cup of Sports, just so you know. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he was never known, even in Stanford, um, he, even as a Seahawk, um, he was never known for his speed. He he's not a one-on-one cover man. He is a cover two, cover three. He's in for the short spurts. He's going to cut those routes, and that's all the speed that he needs. So, well, for I think, all I the think Niner a lot of fans that, and you know, and for all the Niner fans out there, kind of getting their their tits in a wad or 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 whatever, just remember, Dick Sherman isn't a one-on-one corner. Well, I, I think a lot of. Uh hype that's built up around Richard Sherman is the simple fact that he had a major interception on a pass that should not have been thrown. Plain and simple. You know, we've we've all seen the play. We watched it live. You know, we've seen it over and over. Rebrands and everything. But it should not have happened. Plain and simple. Right. I try to forget about that. Well, I think what that was was a young quarterback and the process of trying to prove himself and decided, oh, well, you know, I'll just throw it to my buddy and uh, I'll throw it to my buddy here and, and help him score and, you know, we'll be great. Because, you know, what's one of the biggest things is a quarterback, you want to be that quarterback-receiver combo that goes down in history. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and, he did. Hey, brother, what's up? Hell, he... <laughs> He definitely did do that. That's for sure. Yeah, he so, definitely went down in history. But I right. think, I think honestly, no, I'll give it to him. Yeah, the guy does have some good hands. He does have some good hands. He's able to, you know, he's 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 got great positioning for the ball. You know, he's got a very good, well-rounded knowledge of the position and the sport. But you're right. He's not very fast. And I think a lot of the hype that was built up for Richard Sherman was his mouth and a few good interceptions. Right. Definitely. You know, and it, it, it's going to be what, what, you know, I'll be interested to see. You know, an Achilles tear isn't no joke. You know, he, he's probably oh, no. not giving it a, you know, 100. Um, you know, he's still trying to probably stretch it out. He doesn't want to tear it again. Um, so, you know, guys, just kind of ease off a little bit. Um, I am super stoked that um, Reuben Foster um, is actually, you know, taking in uh, different styles of tackling and hitting so he doesn't re-injure his shoulder. Um, that That's a great thing. Um, I am still shocked uh, that Eric Reed hasn't been signed by, by anyone or, or even by the Niners or, or, or by any other team. Um, he's a great player, and uh, that's kind of uh, disheartening to, to see him 
uh, not get picked up by, by any other team because of his loyalty to uh, Colin Kaepernick? Well, no, I won't say loyalty to Colin Kaepernick. You could say loyalty to Kaepernick's cause, you know, Kaepernick's right. movement, but you can't really say specifically to him because, honestly, I think that – well, you know, and that's another thing that brings that up um, that I was going to – you know, if Kaepernick were to drop out or not lasted this long with the cause but realized, okay, oh, man, this, this, this hurt my career in the NFL – you know, a lot of people don't like this, blah, blah, blah. Drop the whole thing. Would this still be going? Would this have taken as much headway as it did? Or would people have just dropped dead in their chairs because there wasn't a celebrity pushing it? Yeah. I I would say it's the uh, second one. You know, it, it, there, there's a celebrity, uh, a celebrity that that's pushing the agenda. You know that's that's the sad part about it is people can't make up their own minds. They're 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 followers. Nobody can be a leader anymore. Right. It's just you know, it, it is. It's, I don't know. It's sad. I, it's crazy. Uh. So do we still have JJ with us? Well, no, he's in out sideways. He is. I don't know. So, uh, by the way, we got to give a huge shout out. We got to give a shout out here real quick to our to to my sandwich maker. Got to give a a huge shout out to my sandwich maker. You know, I'm I've got my hands tied right now, kind of wrapped up out and about doing a couple things while she's uh kind of sitting sitting inside the studio, kind of helping run the board and you know keeping an eye out for anybody that may or may not be calling in. And uh, so, you know, huge shout out to the sandwich maker. You know, constantly hey, bringing JJ back. Maker. Right? You know, running from the uh, mobile command center isn't as easy as what I make it look, huh, Pete? Oh, no, it's really not. <laughs> you know, when when you're not when you're not there. And you're in the mobile command center. I am there. Right. Right now, both of us are kind of in the middle of doing our own thing, and neither one of us are there. We've got. Right. We have got the sandwich maker, just killing it, sitting there, just waiting to click a button, so we can say hello. Bringing them on. Hey, man, thank you. Shout out. Yeah, you know, you're right. Shout out to the uh, sandwich maker. You know, sandwich maker, we appreciate you here on the Morning Cup of Sports. By the way, if anybody wants to call yeah. in, you've got about 15 minutes to do so. You need to call us in, hit us, call in, you know, hit us up, talk to us about something. number you can do that is 646-668-8467. Talk to us about our shark trip because Farmer – we got the prices. We got the location. We do. Man, the price the prices for that I thought were gonna be a lot more expensive. You know, B, so, I was thinking the uh, same I was thinking the same thing, brother. You know, two hundred dollars to swim with sharks? I'm game. With six people. With six people. Yeah? Like that's crazy it says it allowed up to six guests. 
for 200 bucks. Yourself, yep. equipment included, and up to six gifts. And I'm like, wow, that's yep. really not bad. That's cheap. I, I think be the uh, most expensive thing for me and you, well, I, I'm a little bit further than you, is the uh, El Plano ride to the uh, great well, Florida area. No, I'm going to say it's probably going to be more expensive for me. Yeah. Because I'm going to, I'm taking all the kids. I'm going to take the whole family. Oh, and all the family. we're going to rent. Yes. And for those of you who do not know, I have a huge family, which means that I'm going to yeah. have to rent a 15 passenger van, or I could just hit the car lot and we could start riding around like a partridge family. But, uh, <laughs> I need a plug. So we are going to hit up. We're going to actually, I'm going to rent a 15 passenger van. So we've got, you know, kids got plenty of room and stuff like that. And uh, we're going to head down to, and we will be meeting you in Fort Lauderdale, Florida next year to go oh, dive. Oh, you, you've already, you've already picked the place. Have you? Well, when I was talking to my sandwich maker, and then your sandwich maker messaged me and asked me if it was if we were little, if we were serious. And then what? you know I was looking up information, and then she went and found information, and I'm like, man, that's a cheap price right there. Now I'm still gonna call around, but a lot of what? places are all in the area and whatnot. So you know, definitely want to check out all the pricing and stuff like that, but and see what other places have to offer because if I get to actually dive with the sharks and have a good time. I'm down to pay a little bit more. Right, definitely. You know, because so, I seen a video. You know, my girlfriend, you know, because my my girlfriend is a diver, so when she's when she heard me say, "Yeah, let's do this," her eyes just lit up like a firecracker and and awesome. uh, and everything else like that. And you know, we were kind of thinking Jupiter, maybe Uranus to dive in, but you know, uh, Fort Lauderdale sounds fine. <laughs> we'll leave that one alone. That's for another show. <laughs> That's when you're not out but in I'm, public, huh? Yeah, exactly. Where I'm not in my studio yeah. and I uh-huh. can't yell. But uh Right. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm 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 excited about it. I really am. You know, we've how many times have we talked about sharks on this show and you know, so it's something almost we've always daily. We we talk about sharks daily, and you know just to be down there in their element. You know I've always had a fascination with sharks. Um, you know I love the water. Um, I've never been scuba diving, uh, or 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 anything else like that. So uh, my my girlfriend has, and she's gonna get her uh, scuba gear all all certified and regulated, and we're gonna go hop in our pool and. And, uh, you know, in a little kiddie pool. Can you see me swimming in a little kiddie pool? I'm going to have to be scrunched up, I but, can, hey, it's I can okay. See the, I can um, see the little kiddie pool trying to trying to uh, just relax around you. Right, right, yeah. I know. I could actually see so, you. Uh, I could see Farmer in a full scuba gear sitting in a kiddie pool, flippers up with a snorkel on, big, huge goggles. Just sitting there, chilling. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds like a fun gay old time to me. Oh man, that's awesome. Maybe this with is an be iron so much too. 
It I'm, is, man. I'm telling you. You know. I'm telling you. If we, I, we we go down there to do this, I'm taking an iron with me, and I'm going to see if they'll let us take something. So if we can get the iron right. in the water with us, then we have got to get a picture <laughs> of us ironing a shirt or something underwater with sharks around us. I agree. Man, I'm game. You know, um, you know we, JJ out here? We, we, we've already – I think so. JJ. I'm here. No, no. Oh, hey, there he is. Hey, he finally pulled his finger out of his ass. Uh, no. I lost you going into West Virginia, and I wasn't sure if I was connected or not. So I just basically kept my mouth shut. And by the way, Byron, the little yeah. important safety tip for next year's 4th of July, firecrackers don't light off. Yeah. They make a bang. Not to mention it. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> that is how JPP lost his fingers. Okay, noted. Well, I th- I think uh, I think JJ needs to uh, give a huge shout out to the sandwich maker since you know she's the one that brought him back on live. Yeah, Thank you very right on the much board. Fish, pretty, the, to uh, Brian's very pretty sandwich maker. <laughs> oh, butter! You better be careful, B. She may may take him back in the green room and have, have her way with him. Yeah, well, <laughs> my beautiful queen has a has an affinity for knives, so it was not. Do well for anybody. You do remember Lorraine oh, and right? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Hey. So you know when I was when so I was we, in AIT. We, we, we. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say when I was in advanced training with the army, um, I was actually in school with John Wayne Bobbitt's nephew, and in graduation, I actually got to meet John Wayne Bobbitt. That was kind of kind of cool and awkward at the same time. But yeah, gotcha. Is he a nice guy or is he a jerk or what do you think? He's he's actually well, really he, cool. He dude. would be a dick. He would be a dick, but he doesn't <laughs> have one. <laughs> Sorry, fuck that. There it is. Kid. Oh man. All right, so I'm here all week. Real quick, we got to get back to this real quick because I was actually in, intrigued by the conversation. Now, JJ, I think your prediction is. Um, a little far out there. I'm talking like well, let's take yeah. right around Saturn. Well, but uh, look far at the facts I've got to back me up. First of all, Jackson, to use your term, came out of nowhere, but really they've been getting stronger and stronger the last few years. And I think they showed up and they played, you know, the lower teams really well, and that's why they got as far as they got. But they're just not far away. And then a couple of years ago, when the Raiders only had like two or three losses going into the playoffs right before they lost their quarterback, you know, they were up and coming. So we'll see. Like you said, if you can get, keep them out of the jailhouse and onto the football field, I mean, not like the Bengals of a few years ago, don't it? But, yeah. And, of course, the well, Bengals are not, you know, are a strong team as well. But they're still in... If they lose two in a row, they're done. Well, they're making the Super Bowl, damn it. Well, we'll see. So, do we and see Philadelphia? Probably... Do we see Philadelphia making a come to the? Do, do we see them going back to the Super Bowl? Are they gonna be two-time champs? Are they gonna win it back to back? I doubtful because the NFC is got more and more 
upper echelon teams coming out. Coming out. And I think it's going to be a lot. It's not like right now. You look at the AFC. You got Pittsburgh and you got New England. You know those are the teams to beat. The KC has kind of dropped off. And then, of course, you got the Jacksonville coming up, and then there will probably be somebody else that we're not taking seriously yet that will be in the mix late. And Buffalo is not – they're not one of those teams that they're good, solid teams, but you really can't take them serious now. But okay. over the NFC, you can look across the board and see all sorts of people making noise. You can see the Cardinals making noise. You can see Seattle making noise. You can see Dallas making noise. And then, of course, shout out to our favorite fella named G. You can see the Redskins make some noise. Packers stay healthy. They might be a threat to somebody. I you know Farmer, he's beating around the bush right there, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's not yeah, saying yeah. what team is going to make the most noise this year. I know. Well, we'll, we'll see how the uh, Sanctuary City team works out. I think he's scared. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I, I I think JJ is a little scared right now, but see, JJ, uh-huh. I think you know you know go, going back to uh, B's question about uh, you know the uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh, you know going back to the Super Bowl, it's not as easy as what the New England Patriots make it look. But the New England Patriots ha- have such the you know the AFC is such it's weak. Um, you know, so so them going back every year, almost every year, is is, is kind of a sad thing for the AFC. Now the NFC, this is you know taking nothing away from our Niners. Um, I I'm a realist, but uh, I think in the uh, championship game to go to the Super Bowl, write this down, people. Farmers making bold predictions this year. Write it down, put a check mark next to it, and I'll say that I told you so on uh, August second, two thousand eighteen. It will be the Philadelphia Eagles and the Los Angeles Rams contending to go to the Super Bowl. Yep, there's another team that I haven't got mentioned yet today. They haven't lost anything in free agency. They, of course, have probably done a little bit of pickups, nothing that has hit the top of the sports page. But they're a very strong team that last year pretty much came out of nowhere. So, I mean, take the Rams serious. You know, Rams haven't been serious since the greatest show on, on her, <laughs> you know. So, that's not outside the realm of possibilities at all. True. I'm going to say, not only will I give you my prediction for the Super Bowl, but I'll give you the final score, too. No, all right. You might write this San, Francisco, San Francisco and Pittsburgh. San Francisco wins thirty-five to seven. No, I'm just laying. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Okay. I won't. I won't say. I won't say San Fran Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl. Although we do know that if we if we did meet in the Super Bowl, that we do know, given because of what's happened in history, San Fran has a higher probability of winning that game. But. um I think honestly, yeah, I, we we definitely we definitely have a couple sleeper teams that I think are going to come up out of nowhere. 
I'm not too sure. I think I, I honestly do think that uh, Philadelphia is definitely going to be a very high possible option or possible. It's going to be a very big possibility they'll be in the uh, NFC Championship game. And uh, I don't know. It's either going to be – it very well could be Philly being back. I think that they've got a, they've got a strong enough team. You know, they've, they've done it, so they've been there. They're hungry. They want to come back, and uh, I think we might see it. Now, I hate to say it, but I do see Jacksonville coming up out of, out of nowhere too. Now, I don't know how far they'll make it. I don't know if I'd say championship. You know, I don't I don't know about division title, but you know, I do think that they'll we'll definitely see them in the playoffs again. Uh how far after the playoffs, I don't know. San Fran, I can't really I, it's really hard to say because I mean, we've seen Jimmy G come out and yes, he was amazing, you know, last season, but it's too early to tell. I mean, that could have just been It is. You know, that could have just been the hype. You know, he's like so excited and he he had his head on. Now, yes, he did stand behind Tom Brady for a long time, which you, you know he learned something from him and uh, got to work with Bill Belichick. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he's doing this year. I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have been able to put together with the organization and seeing how far they take it. So I might have to add them to the list, but as of right now, I think it's too early to say. One team we have mentioned from the NFC that has been problematic. I want to call it problematic could be powerhouse, and that's Atlanta. They were off their game last year. I don't want to mention Atlanta because I know my cousin's probably listening, and he'll call me after the show to to laugh at me because I actually said it. (laughs) Well, I'll say it for you. Atlanta is going to be – there you go. It will be a problem as long as they don't do what I call the Baltimore Ravens syndrome and start underachieving. Right. So, and well, guys, yeah, bro, about that time. Yeah, it, it's about that bat time. So I want to say thank you for uh, filling in when uh, uh, B there was in his mobile command center and uh, you know uh, making us a, a little bit more stupider. Uh, talking about the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, sir. You are glad because your <laughs> IQ point went up faster than your credit report does when you get a new credit card. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, JJ. Have an no, awesome day and keep them and uh, keep keep them wheels the trucking. That's kind of the idea. We'll see how it works out. <laughs> All right, How's it going? Later, B. Yeah, man. What time is it? What time it's is it? It's way too late for this shit. It's way too late for JJ shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank every single one of you for tuning in to your morning cup of sports here on RadioAFS.com, sponsored by FJ Merchandise, Midwest IT Support Help Desk. Holy crap, I said it correct. Yes, you did. Um, I just want to thank all of our sponsors that uh, got us back here um, on the air. A big, huge shout-out to the uh, sandwich maker running the digital board. And uh, as always, it is way too early for this shit. 